Welcome to Cover to Cover, a podcast featuring musical conversations about an album or song which has changed and enhanced someone's life. I'm your host, songwriter Matt Tarka. We humans connect with the presence of music in our own unique way, as an artist, a concert goer, through our headphones, or as something that simply lives in our everyday background. Our guest today is someone who comes to us from outside of Philadelphia by way of Washington, D.C. She is one Jessica Gray. Jessica is a solo musician and music teacher. She has a knack for penning haunting lyrics with a finger-picking guitar technique that captivates her listeners. Check out a few of her self-released recordings such as Sea Dream and Blue Heart. What is inspiring Jessica right now and what is she working on creatively at the moment? Well, new material for a new record, which she hopes to release in the next few months. Along with her many fans, I can't wait to hear what she has up her sleeve next. Besides music, Jessica has a passion for photography as well as drawing. In terms of any favorite TV shows, lately she has been watching various British crime series shows. And uh, we like to ask our guest for perhaps a little bit of levity uh, if she wanted to share any pet peeves. She believes that she might be one of those people who gets annoyed by loud chewing sounds, but has not been tested for this yet. Uh, In a conversation that I had with her, we discovered that the word misophonia is a word that means hatred of sounds. Jessica has chosen the Buggles' debut effort titled The Plastic Age that was recorded back in 1979 under UMG Recordings. The Buggles features the duo of Jeff Downs on piano, keyboards, synthesizers, drums, percussion, as well as backing vocals, and... Trevor Horn. Trevor is the lead vocalist, plays bass, plays guitar, and has added various sound effects to this particular record. The Plastic Age was recorded at Virgin's Townhouse in West London and was mixed by Gary Langan, mastered by Bob Ludwig, and Hugh Padnam engineered the record. Both Jeff Downs and Trevor Horn later went on to join the prog rock group Yes a year later before Yes disbanded in 1981. Without further ado, let's get to know Jessica Gray and talk about the Buggles' debut effort titled The Plastic Age. Jessica, thank you very much for taking some time to be here today. I am so glad we can do this and talk about The Buggles with you. Thanks, Matt, for having me. I'm, I'm delighted to be here. Yeah, I, you know, I must admit that I was only familiar with that one smash hit of theirs, which we'll talk about later. So. I had a lot of fun learning more about this band. Oh, good. I'm so glad. All right. Well, uh, let's just jump right into our conversation. What compelled you to choose this record? Well, I I remember very well being in a record store uh, on Capitol Hill where I grew up in D.C., and I was just kind of browsing the, the records. This was back when we only had records. I think, and I heard uh, some of this music being played, and I immediately was drawn to it. I just thought it it sounded so amazing and so clean and um, and just so pleasing. I asked the person who was working there what it was, and I think that was probably the first record that I ever just bought as a kid, um, and because I heard it in the store, I bought it. I was like, I, I've got to have this record. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, I took it home and 
played it. And so I guess it's it's really from one of my earliest memories of something that that I chose to listen to. My my parents listened to my dad listened to a lot of classical music, but he had a lot of Beatles records, and my mom had some Rolling Stones and stuff like that. Um, so I listened to those records, but I didn't go out and buy them. So this was the first thing I ever went out and bought, and um, I just I really loved it, and and I still love it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I thought of it. <laughs> nice, yeah. This this was one of those records that, like I I mentioned kind of at the top, that you know that one huge hit of theirs, "Video Killed the Radio Star," was pretty much the extent of my knowledge to the Buggles. So. I'm looking forward to, to diving in here. So, you know, you know, moving on here, who is the vocalist and lead singer of this group? I believe Trevor Horn is the vocalist and lead singer. I don't know. Am yeah. I am I wrong? No, I, right? yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, we, it's definitely Trevor Horn and Jeff Downs flies. You know, various sounds coming from piano, keyboards, synthesizers, and. I believe he also he has a little bit of backing vocals and some drums, so that's uh, right. It's all hands on deck for him as well. Mm-hmm. In, in terms of any additional musicians or players on the record, I, I discovered something recently, which you know perhaps you are aware of. Debbie Doss, who is an American-born photographer and vocalist, she sings that little oh oh, you know, right, you know, <laughs> right. sort of the, the pre-chorus. Right. Interestingly enough, Debbie Doss. So she attended Webster University in Webster Groves, which is a suburb of St. Louis. Today she's the photographer for the band Duran Duran. Oh, wow. Yeah, and and, and incidentally, uh, she also contributed some backing vocals for a musical concept album called Schoolboys in Disgrace that the Kinks released in the 70s. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. So, yeah, you know, her... Her vocal is incredibly memorable on that breakthrough song for the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So you know, we talked about exactly where you where you were when you first heard this particular record, "Plastic Age" by the Buggles. Um, what are your favorite tracks on this record? And you know, can you tell our listeners why they resonate with you the way that they do? Well, I think I, I don't know if people would agree with me that that's sort of like a concept album in a way like it sort of tells it tells a story but it it doesn't really spell it out mm-hmm. like you get it so i i think you know each each song really contributes um to it i i love johnny on the monorail yeah i just think that's um it's just very well already we've said i i i like sort of haunting uh maybe spooky things and it's there's a certain kind of loneliness that is uh portrayed like the loneliness of the mo- of the modern world and the mm-hmm. emptiness and the you know kind of the alienation and um i think the sounds and the lyrics i i just i really like that that song and i like the use of got electronic instruments and then also some acoustic instruments that kind of bring you back either to the past or the present. It's like very, it's very futuristic. Yeah. Um, Or it was at its time. I don't know if it still is. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I was reflecting on this song and there are just these like little interesting bits where that particular track kind of cools off with some reggae flourishes in the chorus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And, 
you know, I was I was doing a little bit of digging, and there was a there was a bonus track uh, CD reissue back in 2000, and this particular song was featured. There was a there was an alternate version, I believe. Yes, and it, I, I it, have the same CD. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of that kind of like techno pop, if you will. It's reg- reggae to the core, and it was, I believe, the B side uh, to Clean Clean. And yeah. the, the instance of uh, saxophone, you know, on this particular record really just, I think it really just brought the sound that they perhaps were going for really full circle. There's There's always just sort of a, no, it's kind of a melancholy or loneliness, you know, that I, at least I associate with when I hear a saxophone. There's sort of a yearning for something. And maybe that's yeah, a yeah. to, to travel backwards in, mm-hmm. in some respects or slow down. Yeah, yeah, I, I see what you mean. It's it's sort of like that lonely guy on the street corner sound. Yeah, there's there's something about it. Um, it's a, it's a kind of an earthy sound. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, kind of, you know, also called to mind too, just from a from the melody point of view, uh, the police is wrapped around your finger. If you're familiar with that track, yes, yes, I am. Yeah, we're talking with my friend Jessica Gray here on cover to cover with Matt Targa, and uh, we are discussing the Buggles, the Plastic Age, and you, you know, the first track here, "Living in the Age of Plastic." What really struck me about this this song and it seemed like just a really strong, you know, forerunner to, you know, many of the themes that we're discussing here is the sound of an agitated alarm clock. And there's it just seems like, you know, there's there's this guy who's just as angry that that clock is waking him up. And then <laughs> you know, and then later on in that track, you know, you can hear these faint sounds of a heartbeat. And yes. Yeah, and then you know, just those the, the concluding lyrics say they send the heart police to put you under cardiac yes. arrest. That was that's a really that, that that's a really powerful sentiment. Yeah, it's it it is very it's very strange. It's sort of like a, a loss of of control and um, yeah. you know us and them kind of idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I w- like I think it's very like Orwellian is how yeah. I would describe this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So other songs, you know, on this particular record, you know, we, we've touched on this one, Video Killed the Radio Star, which this happened to be the very first music video ever broadcasted on MTV when MTV was still regularly playing music videos. And this yeah, was, yeah, this the right. First, yeah, it's a, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's an irony to that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it is kind of amazing. Um, I, lo- I love that song i mean it's it is very it's very upbeat it's it's really easy to listen to i mean one of the things about this whole album is that i think that everything is just so clean and perfect like the the everything is perfectly in tune mm-hmm. and and to me sounds great you know yes. there's that i love that about it um mm-hmm. You know, almost in the way that like some classical music would be just perfectly in tune, perfectly timed. Um, uh, to me, that's just really pleasing. So absolutely, there's definitely a lot of care throughout these recordings, and you know, some lyrics that that you know that really kind of spoke to me was, you know, we can't rewind, we've gone too too far. Mm-hmm. Picture, pictures came and broke your heart, put the blame on VCR and. You know, this was certainly around a time when, you know, VCRs and 
beta cassette players were were starting to make their way into to households in America and, and probably certainly in uh, in Western Europe as well. And you know that's um, that that's some that's another very powerful sentiment to be sure. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it, and computers. it's a statement on um on on I guess what's what was happening in the in the music world um not yeah. just uh not just the the rest of the world. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. You know, another thing that struck me about this song Jessica was uh you know, I had never heard the second coda of this particular song, you know. Anytime I I've heard this track was either on MTV or on FM radio and there's an interesting like sort of little symphony at the end calling back uh, Debbie Doss's vocal in the pre-chorus, which I, I mm-hmm. thought was was really kind of cool. And then, you know, the, the coda, uh, melodically speaking, reminded me a little bit of uh, the Tokens song, The Lion Sleeps Tonight. There's, oh, okay. Yeah, there were certain yeah. intonations of that that particular track that, yeah, that for some reason that, that came to mind. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't realize there were two different uh, versions of it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that, that and it's funny because that sound is very, in in some ways it's a very sort of '80s pop, like a really kind of, you know, it's kind of like girls just want to have fun kind of thing. You know, it's the same. Yeah. It has a sort of a similar feeling to that, um, mm-hmm. but uh, but it's a it's a little more, it's a little more. There's some something serious behind it. <laughs> Absolutely. We're talking to Jessica Gray here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka, and uh, the next song on this particular Buggles record is Kid Dynamo, which was the B-side to video Kill the Radio Star. What were your reactions to that track? Well, I, that was probably one of my least favorite ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I, I'm really not, like, I, I could never really figure out what it was about. What, what do you think it's about? If it hasn't about. <laughs> if it hasn't about, you know, it gave off the impression to me of being chased down an alley. You know, there's just this constant tension that's, you know, that's there, that's present, that's really in your face. It has a real uh, theatrical quality. It reminded me a little bit of this, uh, Rolling Stones' uh, cut painted black mm-hmm. in the early, or excuse me, mid-late 60s. Okay. That was my Interesting. Take, my takeaway from that song. I. I enjoyed it a little bit, but I, I, I tend to agree. Johnny on the monorail spoke to me more than Kid Dynamo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. I, I guess there, you know, there there does seem to be a, a theme of like being chased or um, or running away from something. You know, it, definitely in the whole album. Yeah. So you know, next we have "I Love You, Miss Robot." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I think that can be taken a bunch of different ways, um, and but that, I feel like that's it's sort of like the essence of you know, we've given up our soul. We even our lovers are robots. Like yes. you know, this is this is where we find pleasure in a robot, mm-hmm. um, and and that it's so cold and it's so. It's also really, it's very lonely. So, yeah, I mean, it's, and the, the production, the voices, are, it's really, yeah. really great. It, this song, you know, it struck me as really ahead of the, its time, mm-hmm. you know, given, given you know, the state of, you know, how many humans 
tend to communicate today on a regular basis, whether it's their own personal relationships or even business transactions. There's, you know, the lack of interpersonal communication, you know, it's really just, it's really gone away in, in a yeah. lot of ways and just, you know, it's taken out that human connection on a, on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, it is. It's a very, it's a very eclectic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, the the idea of yeah, just robots mimicking the emotions of humans and and and, and vice versa. Just really, really interesting stuff. Yeah, it's just very, very ahead of its time. Yeah, I I agree. I yeah. I think that this uh, this whole album really it, it contains some really interesting and um, you know valid music. Uh, that that maybe people maybe they overlooked I don't know. Next track we have here is clean comma clean. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's probably you know thought of as clean clean, but I just feel that the comma is necessary for emphasis. Um, one one thing that struck me about this song is you know you, you have this sort of marching band or a virtual marching band in the background. You know a lot of overdriven guitar amps that are either complementing or contrasting, um, you know, each other. Mm-hmm. What's, um, what's, what's your feeling or takeaway from, from this particular song? Well, I, I mean, I think it, it definitely what you, you're talking about, the, the comma there. Yeah, um, clean. <laughs> so I think it's, it's a, I guess I would take that for meaning that it's like extremely clean. It's clean, clean. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's, you know, it's, I don't know. It's very polished. It is very polished. And, and we noticed too that, so there's, there's a character in this again, right? And his, his name is, I think his name is uh, Pogo Johnny, right? Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I believe. So, um, I, you gotta wonder, this is probably the same Johnny as Johnny on the monorail, right? Mm. So, yeah. I think this is like a, the same kind of the the same theme, the same person, and I don't like I don't know what he's talking about. He's he's saying, you know how it's it's hard to keep the fighting clean. Mm. So, in other words, you're not going to fight clean. You know, mm-hmm. there's um, I I don't know if he's a criminal. I don't know like if he's mm-hmm. it just kind of up to no good. But um, anyway, that's you know. Or- what do or you think? Be, I, I think it could allude to the distrust of the human condition. Mm-hmm. You know, o- only because we go from "I love you, Miss Robot," where you're uh, you're almost aggrandizing something that's that's artificial to something that you know it's it, it's searching for something more authentic, and you hope that the people that you are closely connected to don't let you down or stab you in the back or you know. Right, something to that effect. Yeah, it's like protecting yourself. Protecting, yeah, protecting. It's. Yourself. I was looking at at the couple of the the lines from from the end. Chaplain in the morning at the local liquor store. <laughs> it's like the <laughs> the priest is getting drunk. Yes. I don't know. Um, but a chaplain is usually, usually, I think it's usually someone who's like calls on someone in the hospital or a dying person, right? Right. So. Um, yeah, there's a certain um, hyper quality to the music, but then mm-hmm. underneath is like a dark undercurrent 
um, of, you know, we, we don't really know. They don't tell us what really what's happening, but mm-hmm. I don't think. Yeah. We're talking with Jessica Gray here on Cover to Cover with Matt Targa, and uh, we are covering the debut record from the Buggles called In the Plastic Age, and Elstree is the next track on this record. And uh, in doing a little digging here, he, it seems as if he is calling back a time when he was in a B-rated movie, or what was dubbed a B-rated movie at the BBC Elstree Center. It's a place, of, right? Okay. Someplace, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a call of action, and there's kind of a, an interesting sort of clip-clop of a horse at the end, which just... I love that. <laughs> just, yeah, that definitely made me, me chuckle, given all of the you know, the synthesized sounds and washed-out guitars, whatnot, that are Astro Boy and The Proles on Parade. I had to look up exactly what a prole is, and it is a term for a member of Communism? The, uh, it's a member of the working class. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In, in, in communist, um, uh, right, in a communist country? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. So some, uh, some lyrics that kind of spoke to me here was, you know, who you'll talk to in Paris or who will talk to you in Paris of their lonely lives, school days and last days out there in the Midwest. They climb on the liners to rejoin their wives. For some reason, you know, the Midwestern component, that just the naming of the Midwest made me think of Debbie Doss and her geography at the time, mm-hmm. you know, being from St. Louis now. I don't know if there's any sort of connection to Debbie in the song, but that's just something that, that caught my attention. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, yeah it, it's funny because I, I think of, of most of this being like set somehow set in London if it were like if you were imagining where where things happen. Um so that's mm-hmm. uh yeah that's interesting. Yeah. Um yeah it it yeah. seems I one thing that I think is very appealing about this this music is that they do seem very well informed, well like this is uh it's a product of, of knowledge and um and a lot of creativity, and so um, they're they're probably you know well versed in all kinds of music, is what I what I imagine. Yeah. So, last but not least, uh, this is a question that I like to ask of all of our guests here on Cover to Cover, and it goes like this: We live in a universe now where information and music can easily be quickly accessed in the palm of our hand or with a click of a few buttons. Even in the 21st century, artwork continues to remain a cornerstone with each newly released single or album. Jessica, what is conjured up in your mind when you look at this particular album cover, the debut from the Buggles? Well, let's see. There's a guy, well, I think it's actually, it's, I think it's like a, an art, artist rendition of Trevor Horn, right? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. With his glasses, like if you if you look, he's he's got these like really big round glasses, mm-hmm. and he's very he's expressionless. Yeah. So, um, but he's also got, I think it's this the kind of cable that that you would have like your headphones hooked into, mm. that is going into his neck. Mm-hmm. So he's he's either you know part robot or he's being fed music. There's something sort of pseudo electronic about yeah, pixel, him. Maybe pixelated. And it's pixel it's pixelated, yeah. It's well it's like 
it's like little lines of yeah it's um yeah i i don't know how to describe it it's almost like andy warhol through a screen or something yeah the, so, the machines are programming him to make this music or record this music yeah right we don't know which way the information is going from this cable mm-hmm. and he does look he does i said he's expressionless I, I actually now that i think about it he looks a little bit concerned like his brow is furrowed a little bit um but but he looks also sort of resigned, like this is this is the way the world is now. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm plugged into this thing, and yeah, it's a point of no return. I have I am trying to accept my my destiny here by you know making music with these new machines. Yeah, and yeah, and my and and my day to day my day to day existence is being informed by utilizing these these tools to help me survive. Right. Right, and then I'm also giving something back to it. It also looks like, I don't know if you can see this, but it looks like the shirt he's wearing is sort of military. It's got, um, it's got the, I can't remember what they're called. Are they called epaulettes or something on the side of, on, on above the, the sleeve with um, like two kind of squarish buttons or something. It looks, it's very, very proper, and he's got a tie on. Yeah. So he looks like he's working for the man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Those there are a lot a lot of little details that I I just I think it's I think it's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. It is awesome. I I love the sort of light and shadows you know that they sort of cast on his face. You know, even while it is a very sort of artificial depiction of a human being, there's mm-hmm. still some sort of a mode of connection that exists. Yes, and and the name of the group is spelled out in I don't know what you call those. It's it's like a, a digital lettering, you know, like you could yeah. get that and that's that's yeah. also kind of important, I think. So. I think I think so too. It reminds me of a uh, you know, a digitized alarm clock from the very first track or even a calculator for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking calculator too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Jessica, it's been such a pleasure talking with you today. Thank you so very much for coming on cover to cover today and sharing this record by this debut effort by the Buggles that has influenced you in a in such a profound way, perhaps both creatively and personally. Well, thank you for having me on the show. It was uh, it was really fun talking with you and and uh, hearing also what you had to say about it. So. Uh, I appreciate you asking me. Yeah, thanks, Jessica. All right, thanks so much to Jessica Gray for being on with us today. For all of you listeners out there, thank you very much. And please remember to hit that subscribe button on that device in which you listen to your favorite podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, or any other place you may listen to podcasts. Take a moment to tell friends or family about our show. And feel free to drop us a line at hello at covertocoverconversations.com. Please feel free to give us a rating as well on your podcast platform of choice. Intro and outro music of our podcast is produced by Jarrett Nicolay at Mixtape Studios in Alexandria, Virginia. We hope you discovered some new music today, perhaps rekindled your love for an old forgotten song, and shared a good moment with us as we continue to sonically explore a world from cover to cover.